You're listening to Shake Well, Don't Settle, a health and wellness podcast hosted by Marianne Raywald and Kenzie Dockel. A podcast created through inspiration from Kaleidoscope, a high vibe collection of juice bars located throughout the Valley of Arizona. Tune in every Thursday for energetic content surrounding health, fitness, healing, spirituality, self-growth, and wellness. Featuring fellow healers, health gurus, entrepreneurs, and local business owners. With a purpose to inspire you to grow through health and healing. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get it. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Shake Well, Don't Settle. We're here today with Caitlin Barth, the CEO of Macros and Metcons. She's also a certified nutrition coach and just overall things. specialist. Yeah, in the valley, yeah. All of the things. Yeah. <laughs> we, thank you for being here today. We're yeah, so excited. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited. So, beginning of every episode, we'd like to give our guests a little time to tell their story. How did you come to be your health in your journey? Position, yeah, your health Perfect. journey. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I didn't really fall in love with fitness until I guess I got to college. Um, I had done, I had played sports when I was younger uh, and then opted out of sports in high school to do theater um, to my dad's dismay. (laughs) (laughs) But either way, I played sports for a while and then got into theater. And then uh, my parents actually joined this gym down in Chandler uh, and they both lost like 30 to 40 pounds over the course of. 16 weeks they would do these like they would do these like challenges Mm -hmm. they did these um I think they were eight week challenges if I remember correctly and you know they'd give them a meal plan they would have to work out like a certain amount of times a week and it was kind of a hit style boot camp style circuit training like that was that was really my first exposure to like any sort of weight training because like when I was younger and obviously you know playing basketball and stuff when you're eight they don't like throw you in the weight room (laughs) so so that was kind of my first exposure to weightlifting Um, and when I moved up to Scottsdale, I wasn't going to like commute to Chandler to continue to go there. Uh, so I tried a boot camp that I just didn't really love and then eventually found CrossFit and started training CrossFit in 2012. Uh, after I, I mean, I moved around a lot during this time, but I found CrossFit PHX over here, um, over on Scottsdale McDowell. (laughs) Come visit (laughs) us. It's a week for free. Um, and started training there and just like totally fell in love with it like I think I gave um Michael my credit card like the very first day because I was just like this is awesome Sign me up. Yeah, yeah exactly like I loved it I love it was competitive and I thought that I was like hot shit at the time so <laughs> <laughs> um thought I was really good but uh I did that for probably a little over a year I tried a couple of competitions like didn't really love them and then I talked to Michael, who's the owner, about uh, interning and possibly working there. So I started my internship program there, um, did that for like six to nine months. I had no background in fitness or anything, okay. so my internship process was a little bit longer probably than other people who had like done, you know, kinesiology or, or exercise science or right. something in college. Um, I was a common, uh, art studies major. So I like, so different. That's so different. Yeah. yeah. So different. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I worked in restaurants my whole life. So I started interning there and, you know, eventually took over. My, I had my own classes after a period of time. Um, and in December, December of 2016, if I remember correctly, um, I got fired from the job that I was working at, not the CrossFit gym, but my other job. 
and it was a super lucrative restaurant job and I, I was like fired very suddenly and I kind of just realized that I wanted to I needed something else to support myself just in case um prior to that I guess I'm backtracking a little bit but prior to that about six months before that um, I decided to go vegan and I was living off, I was telling uh, Marianne this beforehand, but I think I was eating nothing but like Taco Bell bean burritos and oh like my gosh, that's so <laughs> French <free>. fries. <laughs> um, sure vegan stuff. I had like so much energy like after going vegan, which was like amazing, but I was eating like, gar- like I was literally just living off of, I think, carbohydrates yeah. <laughs> primarily. So I had so much freaking energy. Um, so I felt great, but I like... Definitely noticed that, like, my musculature was kind of mm-hmm. getting a little bit softer. Like, I was just, like, not really loving it. So about six months into that process is when I got fired. And, you know, despite, like, not really being in a financial situation to hire a nutrition coach, I decided to do it anyway, mm-hmm. um, which I guess was fate. Like, that's how we got here. Right, <laughs> but right. I, uh, yeah, so I hired my own nutrition coach um, through a pretty big, uh, pretty big, it's very big, um, company in the CrossFit community called uh, Working Against Gravity, and they work with a lot of like elite CrossFit athletes and stuff. And obviously, they help like normal people like me too. <laughs> um, so I did that for about three months, and um, during that time, learned about precision nutrition. So I ended up signing up for that, which is how I got my nutrition certification. Uh, ended up going to a seminar actually at our gym by Kelly Michelle, who's also a local macro coach. Uh, and literally turned to the guy sitting next to me and I was like, I totally want to do this for people. And he's like, I'll be your first client. And I'm like, first okay. Goal. Here we go. I guess <laughs> <Cool. we're> starting. <laughs> yeah. So I, I finished my cert, um, in June of 2017 and I started taking clients shortly before that. Um, and like found it, I founded it officially in May, um, and yeah, that's kind of like how we got to where we're at that's today. Awesome. Yeah. So macros and metcons is um, one-on-one nutrition coaching um, for really anyone. It's, you know, I work with moms. I work with, you know, entrepreneurs. I work with um, teachers, nurses, um, really anyone and everyone um, who wants to really just take their I guess take their body image and their potential kind of to that next level um, through nutrition. Most of them already have some sort of a fitness regimen down. Um, not all of them. I work with people who don't exercise regularly as sure. well, but um, primarily they're they're all kind of in the fitness community already, uh, which is nice because if you have kind of that fitness minded like habit already, like it's easy to compound and like create new habits right. on top of that. Absolutely. Makes sense. Yeah. So you've been vegan for about three years now, plant-based. So do you coach people who aren't plant-based too? Like you do plant-based or not plant-based meal plans? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. you probably have some that are plant-based as well. Yep. So I think that's like something I was super interested in is kind of, you know, um, macros for plant-based diets. Like what are some good plant-based proteins? Yeah. How do you make sure you're getting enough protein when you are plant-based? Like you said, you were living off the bean burritos and like, I could see how your macros were probably really funky at that time. Yeah, they were definitely very crazy. Like 500 grams of carbs and (laughs) six grams of protein. That's the life, dude. Well, the beans. That's really the life. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so what's really great about macros is that they translate to any sort of dietary preference that you have. You know, it's not... Um, there, I definitely have had some vegan or vegetarian clients who we've started at a little bit lower protein just okay. so they could get used to eating more right. protein. Um, Slowly adapt. Exactly. Yeah. But really your your protein, your carbohydrates, your fats, all of them are really just based on you and your goals. So, you know, just because you're um, – I'm trying to think like, okay, so as an example, like just because maybe you're, you, you, you prefer a keto diet, so you prefer more of like a high fat diet. Um, that doesn't mean necessarily that you're going to go super low protein. Like you still Mm want to eat enough protein and you still want to eat enough carbohydrates to like support your system and stuff like that. I'm not a giant fan of the keto diet, but I understand like why people do it. Um, but, and, and I've even worked with clients who've come off of a keto diet and we've started them at a little bit higher fat than maybe I normally would. Just because their body's adapted to it. Yeah, because they're adapted to it and it's it becomes preferential. Like, okay, okay, well, I've not eaten a lot of these starchy carbohydrates that, you know, they're hyper-palatable foods, right? So they're really easy to overeat, um, which is... I think why a lot of people like the the keto diet is because mm-hmm. it's it's actually really hard to eat that much fat. It is. It's, it, <laughs> it, 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 it is. is. Um, you have to like really plan for it. Um, but cutting out all those hyper palatable foods that mostly fall in that carbohydrate category, um, I think is why why people like it because it gives them a little bit more of that black and white. Like, okay, I can eat this, but I can't eat this. Right. Whereas sure. macros, it's it's more so and and flexible dieting, what we call it, um, is you can eat in whatever style you want to as mm-hmm. long as you are hitting your macros. So just for listeners, can we kind of break down like what a macro is? Yeah, like, let's of just, course. Like, start <laughs> yeah, because they're probably like, wait, what oh, like, Of what course, <laughs> yes. Just to give Absolutely. some ground knowledge. Yeah, so macronutrients, uh, there are three. Uh, proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. Pro- I feel like most people have probably heard yep. those words before. <laughs> um, and each macronutrient uh, has a calorie allotment to it. So... Uh, one gram of protein is four calories, one gram of carbohydrates is four calories, and then one gram of fat is nine calories. So your fats are your highest um, calorie macro. Uh, so basically, the way that I kind of explain it loosely is that macros are made up of calories. So when you're counting your macros and you're tracking your macros, you're automatically tracking your calories because gotcha. they're they're made up of those. Um, and calories, in a very basic sense, like it's an energy source. It's a unit of energy. That's all it is. Um it's actually funny because, like, on European um, nutrition labels, like instead kilojoules. of carbs, instead of yeah. carbs, it says um, it says energy. energy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah, I know. I, I'm I like, really I wish like we had that. that over here. I feel like, like people wouldn't be like as like freaked jewels. out about carbohydrates, Absolutely. maybe. Right? It's um, like, oh wow, this much energy. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. Like, yeah, right. so I, I teach my clients how to track their macros um, because when you're tracking your macros versus just tracking your calories you have a little bit better control over um really manipulating your body composition so if you're as an example if you're just tracking your calories and let's say you're eating 2000 calories a day you can fill your calories with whatever the fuck you want you can fill them with pizza you can fill them with cookies you can fill them with whatever right and so if that 2000 calories you know allows you to lose weight if that's if that's your deficit um you're gonna lose weight but you might not look the way that you want okay yeah that's a big thing is like i know a lot of people are like oh you know i have the macros of this if it fits your macros yeah yeah, then it's like you're gonna get the same result but it's like okay but 
if you eat like a pound of broccoli or you eat like a pound of chips yeah it's like which one's gonna make it, it looks lo- different it's gonna it look different. a little yeah, different exactly for sure yeah for so sure. when you're when you're tracking your macros you're automatically tracking your calories like i said but you can better manipulate your body composition so you can increase your protein so you can see more muscle growth and more muscle retention and better okay. muscle recovery um and then you manipulate your carbohydrates and your fats um really depending on preference okay. so if you prefer a higher fat diet, you can have a higher fat diet. If you prefer a higher carbohydrate diet, you can have a, a higher carbohydrate diet. Your okay. your carbs like and that. fats really your carbs like and that. fats work as like a lever. So mm-hmm. the more fat you have, the less carbohydrates you have. The more carbohydrates you have, the less fat you have. Okay. Does that when that lever kind of like shifts between fat and carbohydrates, mm-hmm. what does that body composition look like? Is that just like per person or like? For example, like someone on a keto diet versus like your regular counting macros diet. Is yeah. the composition changing different? Uh, you know, I'm not, I don't have a good answer for that. I would venture to guess probably so, but mm-hmm. it really depends at that point kind of on what activity you're doing along okay. with it, right? That's so fair. your fat and your carbohydrates are both sources of energy that your body can use. And that's why people do the keto diet is because they want their body to use fat as an energy source. Makes sense. Um, whereas... I wouldn't necessarily recommend a high-fat diet and a low-carb diet to somebody doing CrossFit or a high-intensity like, interval training. constant energy Exactly. It's a glycolytic activity. Like, you okay. need to replenish your glycogen stores with carbohydrates. That's the preferred right. energy source in your body. So, who do, you, like, who do you think is, like, a good candidate for tracking macros? Like... Really anybody, yeah. truly. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Anybody can do it. Um, I, like I said, I've worked with young old all different you know jobs all different Mm -hmm. you know exercise preferences um i've worked with a handful of people who've done orange theory i work with a lot of people who do do crossfit as well um i work with a couple people who just you know hit the globo gym and love it yeah um so really it it can anybody can use it whether you're active or not what's nice about macros is that it is something that can tracking your macros it's something that it's a skill basically Mm -hmm. you you learn a skill and you adapt it over time. So Definitely. as you get older or as your goals change, you can, you can change more intuitive with it. With mm-hmm. it. Because I know like right now, especially on social media, I see a lot of debate. People are like, intuitive eating is the only way. Or people are like, yeah. counting macros is the only way. But I definitely think you kind of have to like, learn how to get mm-hmm. to that intuitive state one way or the other. Because like, I didn't like just know intuitively that like, I, when I first went vegan, I was just eating, like, all carbs and fat mm-hmm. and wasn't, like, paying attention to my protein. Sure. Until I learned, until I learned like, how to count those, like, count mm-hmm. macros, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Like, I should probably balance this out. Yeah, exactly. So, I definitely think they both have their place and they're both really great. So. Totally. No, and it's hard because, like, I, I try not to be... It's hard because in nutrition, I feel like at some point you have to pick a side and you have to, like own your side absolutely whereas at the same time like I think there is a place for everyone like I had the um I'm doing an event this Saturday and uh this is like a big struggle to have right now but I'm doing this event on Saturday and I'm speaking um about nutrition and you know obviously the importance of it and the dramatic statistics that we have of people who uh, diet to lose weight and gain it back and it's just it's really staggering statistics as far as like where we're at especially in our western culture and I was talking to my I guess I'll call her my speech coach <laughs> I was talking to my speech coach and I was like you know like I really don't want to come from a place of 
like thin privilege, number one. Like I don't want to come from a place of me, you know, sounding like I'm like berating these people, berating anybody really for, um, you know, being overweight or whatever. Like that's not who I am as a person by any mm-hmm. means. And she she basically got to a point where she was like, you're not going to coach everyone. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're just not. And that's okay. Like you can't help everyone, but the people who you can help and the people who do respond to your Mm -hmm. message are going to respond to you. So I think what we have to, as the nutrition camp, like no matter where you fall, I think what we have to realize is there's there's not a good, better, best. It's what people respond to some people are going to prefer to eat intuitively Mm -hmm. and some people are going to prefer to track macros and some people are going to prefer to do a paleo diet and they don't want to track macros like some people prefer to intermittent fast like we have to think in more of a mindset of abundance that there's a place for everyone and that no matter what like I mean, I'm even like, I'm not reinventing the wheel, like coaching mm-hmm. people macros. <laughs> like, right, right. like it's been around forever. Ever. Like, thank God we have apps now because people right. used to have to like do <laughs> oh the gosh. math themselves, oh you know? Yeah. Oh, I, I wouldn't have. Seriously. Um, oh, no, people used to have to do like every single pen day and paper. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm not reinventing the wheel here. And there are a million people, a million coaches who, who coach people how to track macros. But everyone finds their person right so like you have to think about it that way that like no matter what it is whatever dietary preferences you have or how you want to feel your best or be the best version of yourself you know I'm not going to knock people who want to do intermittent fasting or I'm not going to knock people who want to take an intuitive eating approach you know I think it's it's important to do your research and find what you like absolutely right so okay going off of that like what do you think are just some like baseline healthy things that you know what I mean that yeah you should, like instill because I feel like that kind of our products here at kaleidoscope we kind of have that same meaning behind sure. them you know we have things for everyone we have things for people who are vegan mm-hmm. for people who are paleo and just want some protein and fat that's yep. why when people ask like oh like why aren't you all plant-based like we really try to accommodate everyone yeah and so it's like people who do you know a lot of high like weightlifting and stuff we have a lot of protein things for them but just like really try to accommodate everyone but i think that the basis of it is like everything is real whole like healthy Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. and that's what we kind of keep as like absolutely the ground base level for things yeah so So when you're doing your macros coaching do you take that same approach of you know even though it fits in your macros you know you want to make sure that it's clean yeah absolutely so uh, i i definitely preach like an 80 20 approach so 80% of the time, you know, eat whole, minimally or unprocessed foods. Um, Eat foods that are ingredients, not that have ingredients. Um, I love that. Eat foods that are ingredients. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Eat foods that that are ingredients. Um, You know, cook at home. Um, You know, that's that's a lot of what I I preach is Mm – you, you have to have a balance. Like, and that other 20% is we're human. Like, mm-hmm. we have to enjoy this human experience or else, like, or... what are we here for, yeah. right? So you can have a glass of wine. You can go to your nephew's birthday party and have That's a slice of cake. cake and not freaking worry about oh, yeah. it. You can go to your best friend's wedding and enjoy yourself and not stress about, you know, what you're going to eat there. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally, I remember so vividly my very first weekend after I started tracking, um, when I, like, first started working with my mm-hmm. own nutrition coach, and I was going to a wedding 
and they didn't put on the invitation like what the food there was going to be and they did say that they were there would be like a vegan option um and of course it's cornish pasty and so i'm like i don't have you guys been to cornish yeah, pasty I have. <laughs> like, I have no idea what that is oh my god it's the greatest <laughs> it's literally right is. around the corner from it's here it is so, so freaking okay. good we just so ate good. there on we just ate there on saturday um for my sister's birthday but anyway <laughs> i digress um so they're basically like gourmet hot pockets is the best way i can like, Wait, describe what? them they're right like around pastry. the corner. Yeah, it's like pastry. They're like pastries filled. Yeah, it's pastry, savory pastries. I love it. Yeah, and they're like I need to try them. Oh my god, they're so good. Literally right around the corner on Goldwater. Um, so that was what they had, and I was like, shit, like I have no idea how to track this. I was like stressing about it so bad, so I'm like trying to look up like pasties in because I know like they're not gonna have entries in my fitness pal, but I'm like trying to look up like pasties and stuff, and I'm like. I don't know, like, I guess this is okay. And so I, like, put that in there. You know, I have, like, a couple glasses of wine, whatever, and I, like, do my check-in on Monday with my coach. I was, like, I was, like, so stressed about it. And she's, like, it's one day. Yeah. It's one meal. Like, it's, okay. it's you're not going to die right. if, you, if you do this, right? And, it's like, that's the habit. point. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's it, And that's what I tell my clients all the time, too, is, is – uh, especially when they are going on vacation. Like, one of my girls um, is a freaking rock star. I think she's lost, like, 11 pounds since she started working with me. She's, like, freaking killing it. Um, and she's getting ready to go on a trip to Australia. I believe she leaves tomorrow. You know, like, trip of a lifetime, right? Mm-hmm. Like, freaking amazing. And, you know, so we're talking through it, and she's like, there are going to be a lot of farmer's markets. Like, you know, we're staying in Airbnb so I can, like, cook a lot. And I'm like, all of that is awesome. Mm-hmm. And... All of those sound like a great plan, but also, asterisk. Enjoy yourself. We have spent the last four to five months Mm -hmm. creating all of these really good habits that the next 14 days that you're out of town is not going to ruin all your Mm -hmm. progress. It's just not. Right. And that's what I tell my clients all the time. I'm like, you go on a trip, let's say, twice a year, however often you travel, right? what are you doing the other 50 weeks out of the year, right? You're creating so all of these good habits. So true. You're exercising, you're eating well, like you're figuring all that stuff out. Like two weeks out of the year isn't going to kill you, no. you know? So that's where that 20% comes in that it, you have to be able to find that balance where it's not an obsessive thing and it's not a, it just becomes part of your lifestyle. You don't have to completely overhaul your life to make your nutrition fit. I love yeah. that. Absolutely. I really like that. That's I definitely think we agree on that. Thanks. <laughs> that whole approach. No, absolutely. And my mom, too, she does NPC yes. competing, and she's been counting macros for forever. But she, when I remember when she first started, she was like, it's like science. Like, mm-hmm. it's super cool. And you can see how certain things affect your body. And yep. that way, even when you do have those vacations, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, exactly. how are you going to feel when you eat certain things and how it's going to, you know, affect your, your brain fog and exactly. everything. and. So it makes it easier when you're eating out and like you can still like cheat and like have the things that yeah. make you happy, but you can also stay away from things that you know don't actually like help exactly. you inside. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, it's really amazing. And I love that, that you said that, that it's like science because it's, that's literally what it mm-hmm. is. It's science. And I tell people it's like Tetris. Like yeah, you're just like, like you're playing puzzles. a game of Tetris. Like yep. Yeah. You're like oh seeing gosh. what fits. Right. And like, I mean, my clients, I was telling Mary before too, like the first couple of weeks that I work with people, a lot of times it's them kind of like. I'll literally tell them, I'm like, keep eating the way that you're eating. Just track everything that you're eating. Yeah. Create awareness first mm-hmm. about what you're eating and how much you're eating. Uh, and then we have a baseline for you that then we can say, okay, well, we need to increase protein here or we need to increase fat or lower fat here. 
Um, and you know, it, it really is like a really awesome science yeah. and it's nice that it's like, it doesn't have to be like I was saying before, like it doesn't have to be like dogmatic. You don't have to be obsessive about it. But when you do figure out that it's a science and you're like, oh, this is cool. Like, I know that like, I feel really crappy when I eat this mm-hmm. thing, but I know I feel really good when I eat this. And then you have that knowledge for life. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you can look so at your cool. plate and know what, yeah. you know, know what's going on. Right. It's awesome. Absolutely. And then, so you, you do, you're telling me you do Olympic body Olympic weightlifting. weightlifting. Yes. Okay. That sounds intense. Yes. <laughs> so it's being, super hard. <laughs> yeah. So what are your some of your like favorite uh, plant based protein sources? Just for people. Yeah. Absolutely. So I do. Um, yeah. I so I did CrossFit forever. I still do CrossFit every once in a while, and then I switched to Olympic weightlifting. Um, and really, the primary, the primary thing I teach my clients is absolutely protein. Right. Um, you know, to be. Uh, it's really hard to be deficient in protein, truly. Mm. Um, that's always, I think, the vegan the question that you ask. Well, like, where yeah. do you get your protein from? <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> literally always it, just to like answer. At it least, for, at least once a week. I know, I know. Once a week, I've asked that question. Um, but yeah, so protein is something I preach to my clients regardless because it's really hard to be deficient in protein. But just because you're not deficient doesn't mean that you're getting an optimal amount. Gotcha. Um, Especially for like high intensity. Exactly for high intensity lifting. If you right. want to have like this, you know, a lean cut up physique, like you have to eat protein. Like mm-hmm. that's just kind of a, a non negotiable. Um, so as far as like vegan sources, I eat a lot of Boca burgers. I know, which is probably not the greatest thing. So there's in like the, whole the black world. bean. Black. So I do like the black bean burgers, but the Boca burgers, um, they are. I don't know. I guess they're more mock meat. Okay. Um, but they're so macro friendly, and I actually have turned on people who are not plant based to the Boca burgers just because they are so macro friendly. Sure. They're like twelve grams of protein and like two grams of carbs and like one gram of fat for a oh, patty. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, so it's like those are macro. Yeah. yeah so they're super good, macro good friendly, which is really nice. Um, and they have chicken patties, which are like my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um. So I do both of those. The chicken patties are breaded, so they have a little bit higher carbohydrates. Um, But yeah, so I definitely utilize mock meats, which, you know, whatever people, however they want to feel about that, I'm doing my best, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I like me. We're all doing our best. So Um, yeah, so Boca Burgers, um, I love that brand. I use like their veggie crumbles and stuff too. Mm -hmm. Um, And as far as doing that, like I try to balance it with more whole protein sources like uh, like tofu and tempeh, which are going to be like your least processed of the vegan protein sources. Okay. Um, seitan is another option that's going to be less processed because it's, I mean, it's essentially like making bread. Yeah. Um, high protein bread, <laughs> essentially. Um, so seitan's another option. Um, and you can buy it already made or you can make it yourself. I have not ventured into making it myself, um, but one of our friends, Max, actually has. I'm just waiting for him to bring me some. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, crazy. he's like, I didn't know that you could make that at home. That's you totally awesome. can. Yeah, you totally can. Um, and then I'm trying to think what else do I eat. I'm a big fan of the of Bonza pasta. Bean oh, pasta is having best. like a movement. That's I really like love it. It's, it's awesome. It's so good. Bonza's Bonza's probably by far my favorite. Hands down. Um, mm-hmm. With like 14 grams of protein per serving. It's like mm, awesome. Easy. Yeah, super easy. Um, I'm trying to think like I like I eat all the time. I love Gardein products. Um, I'm like I go through phases of what I eat, right? So mm-hmm. like I'll go through like a pasta phase and I'll go through a rice phase, sure. and then whatever protein I'm doing is kind of like paired with that. So okay. like um, Gardein has this uh, 
product. They're, I think they're called like beefless tips or something, and they're they look like little like um, I don't know, little like steak nuggets. Yeah, <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, and they're primarily there's there's seitan mostly. Um, I love that. I will literally eat a whole bag of them. Like I don't know why some of these packages have like a serving size on them because it's like whole bag or nothing really. <laughs> I totally me. understand like, that one thousand percent. I was the only one. No, it's no. whole bag or nothing. Okay, cool. Like Oreos serving size is two cookies like who eats two oreos you gotta eat the sleeve you eat the sleeve <laughs> you oh at least God. eat half the sleeve Please don't and, and, their <laughs> and they're vegan this is not nutrition they advice right vegan. now no this is that 20 percent. this is the yeah, 20 percent like yeah you know, it's so percent for the like week it's so funny because literally i literally i had this experience i think i had this experience like this was two days ago um i was at my husband's family's house and um they live over on kind of the west side of town off of like Bethany Home and um, the 51. And my favorite pizza place is over there. It's called Pizza Heaven Bistro. My, that's our that favorite. Oh, favorite oh my God. It's the it's greatest. It's like ridiculous. It's okay. Oh, so like. So good. Like Daya frozen pizza is fine. But it's this fine. pizza is so much better. <laughs> it's a different level of vegan <laughs> it's pizza. Like, it's, it's so much better. It doesn't taste like cardboard bullshit. No. It's so freaking it's like good. Pizza. So they so they live over there. So pretty much every time we go to a family event over there, we order pizza because mm-hmm. like we live on this oh, side of town, so it's like not right, super accessible right. to us. So we're like, screw it, we'll order pizza. So we're like sitting there eating pizza, and my husband does CrossFit as well, and like he's really fit. And I swear to God, his family's just looking at us like, you guys are like crushing this pizza right now. And it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, like this is the twenty. This is my twenty. <laughs> like, let me live. You know, I also ate a bunch of tortilla chips earlier. Like, that's just what happens. You gotta do what like, you gotta do sometimes. And then you wake up the next day and you do it all over again. Yeah. You know? Sometimes you gotta. I'm glad you brought up the pizza I, heaven. It's my favorite. Oh my God. I definitely so had leftover that's our, that's today. That's like splurge for yeah, sure. For sure. We go there to eat. Oh my God. Like, oh yeah, you, don't yeah, go you go there. No. You go there to, to eat. eat. Yeah. We're get, like, when my husband like, and I go there, it's literally pizza. We order the ravioli. We order the veggie right. balls. Like, we go ham. Yeah. Veggie balls. Have you ever brought Max there? No, I, I was haven't. I was gonna say, because we, we go and we like demolish. Oh, it's no, so like good. plates. Like, yeah. it's not like. It's not like. It's like, don't bring your date. It gets ugly. Yeah. Happily married. It's like it'd be like, wait a minute. It's like, a good one. I don't know. But no, we yeah. crush it. But and I think you know what, and I think that that's like a big misconception too. Um, that I've been like diving into a lot more like research lately, is the amount truly that like a normal human being can eat. Like mm-hmm. for so long, like twelve hundred calories is like. I don't know why that's like the gold standard of like how much you should be eating to lose weight because like that's literally the recommended intake of like a child yeah like we are full-grown women like we can probably eat like 2,000 calories a day and be just fine you know but we're so you know hesitant to do that because Mm -hmm. it's like no like I can't eat that much when in reality it's like no you you probably can and you're gonna be just fine right that's what I teach like a lot of the women especially that I work with exactly that's what I teach a lot of the Mm -hmm. women that I work with too is you know, yeah, we start, you know, you always start somewhere. Um, but over time, like as they get stronger, as they develop more musculature, it's like, all right, cool. Let's start increasing those calories and sure, see what that feels thing. like, you Absolutely. know, because sure. I mean, nobody wants to eat freaking 1500 calories forever. It sucks. Absolutely. Like, I just did it for like four days. It was horrible. It was <laughs> not so fun. Never, doing it. <laughs> never again. <laughs> No, never again. So I just want to take a second and ask about crash dieting. What is it when you're counting macros? How can you avoid it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, what I primarily do with my clients, no matter where they come to me from, 
Um, I try to start them at what I call like perceived maintenance. So your first set of macros, nine times out of 10 is going to be an estimate. I am really good at estimating, but (laughs) they're an estimate. Um, And I like to see that my clients can um, adhere to macros first um, and make sure that I guess like when you're talking about like maintenance calories and stuff, you're talking about what's what you're going to eat so that you don't gain or or lose lose. weight. Right. Yeah. Um, Because so many of us um, spend so much longer in a dieting phase than we ever need to Mm -hmm. that your body, your metabolism, your hormones, like all of those things need time to like fix themselves. Right. So a lot of times if people come to me having dieted for a very long time, I'm not going to automatically stick them back into a deficit. Mm -hmm. Just because, number one, their body probably won't be responsive because if they're coming to me and they're not losing weight anymore, their body's already not being responsive. So it's like, okay, let's backtrack a little bit. Mm -hmm. And granted, depending on where they come come to me from, like what kind of mindset and stuff that they're in, like I'm going to meet them where they're at. Like, if somebody comes to me and is like, oh my God, I've been dieting for so long, I'm not going to automatically be like, okay, here's 2,500 calories. Right. Like, yeah, that right. might be like really scary out. for somebody, yeah. right? Um, but as far as like the crash dieting goes, you know, crash dieting happens when you want a quick fix. And like I said, so many of us, I think it kind of like pairs with like yo yo dieting, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, the yo yo, that up and down kind of visual is you know you cut you go into some sort of caloric deficit however you end up doing it whether it's a specific diet or whether it's tracking macros whatever it is um whatever you do you dramatically increase your decrease your calories so that you lose weight um you do that for a period of time anywhere from i don't know how long are crash diets 30 days maybe shorter like 30 days yeah yeah they vary yeah all over um and most of the time, all that's doing for you is compl- is like draining your water weight. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on what you're eating, like depleting your glycogen stores, so depleting all your carbohydrates out of your body, and that again is just water weight. Um, and most of the time, and I don't want to say all the time, but most of the time, after you come out of whatever that crash diet is and start eating the way that you were eating before, you're going to gain all that weight back. Okay. And probably very quickly because when your body's in that kind of shocked state it's Mm -hmm. going to um your your body's like kind of in a prime position to gain fat and that's just that's what happens physiologically um so we try to avoid that by you know number one never really crash dieting like you're your body doesn't want to be in a dieting restricted phase for more than like eight to 12 weeks at a time. Okay. Um, and depending on the client, um, we might do four weeks of a really hard cut. And again, it just depends on what their goals are. And then take a week-long diet break or a two-week-long diet break. Gotcha. This just kind of gives their metabolism a little bit of a chance to cool off, like catch up. Because eventually what your metabolism does when you're in a dieting phase is it'll slow down dramatically so that you stop losing weight. It's a it's essentially, it's essentially a defense mechanism that our bodies haven't adapted to dieting, right? Sure. So when we were cavemen or whatever, <laughs> and we didn't have a lot of food, your metabolism yeah. would slow down so that you you wouldn't lose any more weight and you wouldn't die. Yeah, right. Um, you know, we in the 
are we in the 21st century? I'm the, okay, 21st century. <laughs> we all look at Kilala like, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, in the 21st century, like, our bodies haven't adapted to it. Like, it, sure. that's still that, like, that's still, like, primal DNA that it won't let you lose any more weight, right? So taking a diet break um, kind of breaks that cycle of crash dieting where okay. it's like, okay, like, this is a controlled thing where we put you back at maintenance calories so that you, again, your body can cool off, catch mm-hmm. up, and then we can move back into a dieting phase. Gotcha, Makes okay. Sense. Yeah, and dep- and again, that just depends. Like, if I put somebody in, like, a really hard cut where, like, we're trying to really push weight loss pretty mm-hmm. quickly, um, again, we'll do that for, like, four weeks and take a break. Okay. Um, if it's more of, like, a, a more comfortable deficit, I would say, we can do that for, like, 8 to 12 weeks. Gotcha. So you really try to protect the health Overall, yeah oh my god clients. yeah absolutely yeah, I feel like a lot of you know there's some co- like i not to talk bad about any coaches or anything but i know there's some people out there who like you know they'll let the hormones of oh, the yeah. clients get all messed up and yeah leads absolutely them with a lot of issues after absolutely whatnot. so it's like i mean for women especially like chronically dieting will screw up your hormones number one it'll screw mm-hmm. up your menstrual cycle like a lot of women will lose their menstrual mm-hmm. cycle um after chronic dieting or when you get just to a really low body fat percentage um and this happens a lot in in things like um bodybuilding and Mm -hmm. uh npc and things Mm -hmm. like that um depending on like what kind of competitor you are like Mm -hmm. if you gradually reverse out of that and like yes of course your period is going to come back eventually but I don't work with those clients personally, so we just try to avoid that at all costs. Sure, yeah. absolutely. Um, but I heard actually recently, and I don't know, maybe your mom knows about this, but I heard recently that, um, I don't know if it's NPC or IFBB, but one of them is, I think they've put in some sort of like wellness category where it's not like... I've, I've heard at, this. Yeah, like yeah, I, actually, I, I'm yeah. going to have to like yeah. research this because I'm fascinated by it because they are trying to comp- uh, to protect competitors' health more. I like that. Um, yeah. That's like, yeah. I've definitely like seen that whole space evolve towards mm-hmm. a healthier mm-hmm. lifestyle. It's hard, dude. Yeah. You get down to like 3% body fat, like woof. What? It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, yeah. It's very, no, it's very like mm-hmm. impressive, but like most of the time and like a lot of competitors will tell you this, like you get on stage and you're you feel so unhealthy you sure. feel so crappy like you look ridiculous yeah <laughs> but, incredible like you look- but a lot of times like you go there and you're just like completely depleted and I wouldn't right. I won't say that that's every competitor because I know there are a lot of competitors out there who are like right. really pushing to like you know go mm-hmm. into their cuts at higher calories so that they're not like losing as drastically sure. or getting as low and things like that but yeah it's it's wild I, my boss at the gym competed in four shows before he got into CrossFit. And, like, mm-hmm. listening to him and his story about it, I'm just like, oh, my God. I don't know if I could ever do that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we both know, you know, girls who have gone through mm-hmm. the same kind of experience with competing in shows and then having to bounce back from that and, yeah. like, completely reset your digestion and your, you know, everything. You just have to be very mindful on yeah. where your macros are And that can and, go for, that can go for, like, a lot of body changes especially for Mm -hmm. women like I've worked with several women um postpartum and that's even a a, I don't want to say a monster but that's like a a specific you know set of macros and a specific training regimen and stuff yourself because like you know your hormones are also kind of all over the place after you're having after you have a kid right so you know taking that time to reset and not worrying about the stigma of like having to like bounce back immediately right. Get rid you of know giving baby, right? yeah like 
give your body some time to heal and then we'll get to work. But I like I think I think so often whether it's competing or Mm -hmm. whether it's pregnancy or whatever it is, like we have to like try to maintain or get back whatever body it was before and it's like no like respect that your body just went through something freaking crazy again whether that's competing pregnancy like whatever kind of changes you've made um honor that and then understand that like your goals have changed sure you know absolutely i've never really thought about you know women bouncing back from their pregnancies and their hormones with like relating to fitness because a lot of people don't under like realize that your hormones and fitness together and your exercise yeah. and diet, it's all super, super connected. Absolutely. So I didn't think about that. I yeah. Really either. Yeah. So enjoy the extra baby weight. Yeah. Right? Oh my yeah. God. Enjoy <laughs> it. Enjoy For it. sure. I mean, we, we see people, I mean, we've had, we've had so many women um, at the gym, like become pregnant, have kids. It's, it's crazy how like it's evolved over the last few years. Cause when yeah. we started in, when Michael started the gym in 2013, I don't think there were any kids and now we have like so many kids. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, which is gym so kids. cool. Um, there are, there are mascots, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the women who the, I, we have, the majority of our women, I would say have worked out through 30 to 40 weeks. Like they've all kind of made it that far, mm-hmm. like almost all the way until the end. Um, and the crazy mom strength that you see is like wild. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like just girls in general are like women. I don't want to call us girls. Women yeah. <laughs> are like a lot stronger than we give ourselves credit for. Oh my gosh. And you can probably attest to this because you do Olympic weightlifting. Yeah, absolutely. Like, how much do you lift? I lift a lot. <laughs> oh my God. Like, <laughs> like, you know what? Sorry, I don't want to put you on the spot. No, you're like, fine. It's like over 100. You're right? fine. Yes, yes. Okay, cool. I, that's I lift, like a good base. Uh, I lift over 100 pounds right. in a lot of different lifts. Um, <laughs> right. So that's good. Um, and yeah, I'm... You know, it's funny because it's really sweet that you say that because like, it's, as as like a competitor, you know, we are, I think, so hypercritical of how much we're lifting and mm-hmm. how strong we are compared to other lifters, sure. right? Um, and I try to take into account like my, what we call like our training age. So I've only been focusing on Olympic lifting for the past year, right? So okay. I'm, like, very new to the sport. And I'm also, like, right. kind of old in the sport comparably. Like, most of the women, um, or at least that I've seen, are, you know, early 20s. Um, I'm early 30s. <laughs> I thought you were early 20s. <laughs> That's so weird. Okay. Thank you. My skincare oh. regimen is working then. Yes, I love that. Um, so, yeah, so my training age is a lot younger um, so I try to take that into account that, like, I haven't been lifting for the right. last 10 years of my life, right? right. Um, but you're still able to, you know, lift an incredible yeah, amount of weight. Yeah, absolutely. I put up a so, total. I got a medal. Yeah, it was like, cool. <laughs> what is, that's amazing. But like, what is that, like, mentally? Because I feel like a lot of women, they're like, oh, my gosh, I can't lift that. But, like, you yeah. can. I feel like bodies oh, yeah. are so much stronger than we give them credit absolutely. for. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I love when, like, brand new women come to the gym and that have never lifted before. Mm-hmm. And they're like, holy crap. Like, I can lift so much. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can. Um, I mean, my mom's, she'll be 55 this year and she comes to CrossFit and yeah, she comes like once or twice a week and she works at, um, the cost plus world market in Chandler and she'll like take furniture out to people's cars and they're like, you can't lift that. And she's like, yes, I can. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's incredible. So, you know, and and that's like, you know, no matter what age, like no matter where you're at. That's badass. Yeah, it's cool. And I think, um, actually my, my business coach has this really funny saying, cause she's a nutrition coach as well. Um, 
And, you know, I think there's that big stigma with women, especially that it's like, oh, I'm going to get really bulky if I, if oh I gosh. lift weights. It's and like impossible. She literally, she literally <laughs> has this phrase that's like, you're not working hard enough to be that bulky. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're just, it's, it's like, you see the women who do bodybuilding or who do, um, you know, Olympic weightlifting professionally, right. or you see, especially in the CrossFit world, like you see all of these women mm-hmm. who are like buff as shit. And I think it's amazing. I'm like trying to get there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but they work so freaking hard and like, it is their, it is their job. Fitness is their job. Right. You know, like fitness is not your job. Like you're coming here to look good, feel good, like get a good workout in. You're not going to get. No, you're going to gain some muscle. You're going to feel great in your tank top. But that's going to make you look like, you know, nice and lean and You're not going to look like like Arnold after like six months. I promise. (laughs) I literally promise. Such a misconception that I love that we talked about because I get it all the time. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I, don't want to be bulky. I'm like, oh, but I don't, I don't really I've been doing this for six years, no, seven years now in November. And I'm like, I'm not bulky yet. So yeah. Super lean. I'm like looking at you. You're like muscular and lean, and I'm like, you know, but still that's my natural. Like that's like my natural yeah. state, you know. Sure. And and I'm very thankful for it. I have I I do have great genes. I do work very hard too. Um, but yeah, I'm like I've been trying to fucking gain weight for years, and mm-hmm. it's hard. It's just sure. as hard for somebody who is, you know, naturally small to put on weight when they want to, mm-hmm. as it can be for somebody who is overweight to lose when they want sure. to. You know, so. I think that's another kind of like misconception people have about nutrition is like, you know, yes, like health at every size. And I think that that's really amazing. But like, you know, just because somebody is, I don't know, I read this recently where it's like, just because somebody is thin, like don't necessarily compliment them on their looks because you don't necessarily know how they got there. Um, And, you know, the same way that you wouldn't uh, say something negative about somebody who's overweight. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. And I think that's like, um. That's, like, a personal struggle that I have, like, being a nutrition coach is, like, I always want to make sure I come from a place of, like, compassion and not, like, mm-hmm. like, I'm a skinny person telling you to do something. You know what right, I mean? Like, absolutely. no, it's, like, you, everybody has to work hard to get where they want mm-hmm. to go. Exactly. You know? Everyone has that battle. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I like that. So I want to yeah. talk about supplements. Perfect. When you do, like, your macros for your clients, mm-hmm. you also add in supplement options. So I don't recommend specific supplements to people. Um besides really protein powder. Okay. Um, I think protein supplementation is really helpful, especially when people are, especially for people who are first starting because mm-hmm. eating, eating that much protein can be hard for sure. Definitely. Um, and so having that protein supplementation of like a quick shake or something like that, I think is really helpful. There's so many good options now. Oh like my so God. Many so many good ones. Yeah. That it's like, absolutely. Yeah. Like the- um, So, yeah, I recommend protein supplementation if they need it. Mm -hmm. Um, It can also be really helpful for people who uh, are either trying to gain weight um, or who are uh, just having to eat a lot anyway. Like, a lot of my guys have to do a lot of protein supplementation because they're they're bigger dudes. Like, Mm -hmm. we want to make sure they're getting in enough protein and you don't want to have to eat all that protein all the time. Like, it doesn't feel great. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the only other supplements that I really recommend to people are, like, you know, a multivitamin if they don't already take one, especially if they are not used to eating a lot of fruits and vegetables. Right. Like, it really just depends on the person. Like, I don't recommend a lot of supplements just because I think that we can get so much more benefit from eating whole foods. Like, Love I recommend that. stuff like eating turmeric every day or, like, yeah. putting flax seeds in your shake. Like, those mm-hmm. are the kind of, like, supplements that I prefer to recommend or, like, like whole that. food supplements, I you like know? That. 
Um, but yeah, I like I don't really necessarily recommend green supplements. Like you can if you want to, mm-hmm, but if you sure. eat a well-rounded diet, you're sure. already getting a lot getting of that already. I literally just had one of my friends actually text me and be like, "My doctor recommended a multivitamin. Like, what do you think?" And I'm like, "Do you eat a lot of fruits and vegetables already?" Yeah. yeah. He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "It's not going right. to hurt anything, but sure. you don't necessarily need, need it, it, right?" Like. It, I think it comes down to kind of like, what do you want to waste your money on? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, 100%. Right. I had right. that same conversation with Max, my fiance, last mm-hmm. week because he takes like a men's multivitamin. Sure, yeah. His <laughs> diet in the last, I mean, since I've been at Clydesco mm-hmm. has changed. He eats everything that he really needs to eat, yeah. all of his colors. And I'm like, you don't really need that anymore. He's yeah. like, yeah, but, it, you know, it's my multivitamin. I'm sure. like, okay. We love a good placebo. Go yeah. for it. Right? Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it just comes down to that. It's like whatever makes you feel good. Hey, placebo does work. I can like shove them in a little hot juice. I'm like, get your greens in. He's like, oh, here's your multivitamin. Yeah. Like Like, it'll fill in some gaps if you have any. But like a lot of people don't, maybe not a lot of people. I don't want to generalize. But like, you know, I have a handful of clients who actually gone and like done like blood work and stuff like that to like see what mm-hmm. they're deficient in. Sure. Um, Highly recommend like blood work. For yeah, absolutely. So if you're, your if you're done. doing that work and you find that you're deficient in something right. like vitamin D or whatever it is, like, yeah, you can supplement that. Or you can step outside. Or you can go outside for a little while. Yeah, exactly. Like measure. you can get so much of that from whole food sources that you know, I mean, the supplement industry is a billion dollar industry. Oh my gosh, it's insane. It's, yeah. That's what it's, it is. And there really are good is. ones and there are better ones right. and there are terrible ones. Sure. And it's just like anything else. Definitely. But, you know, yeah, as far as supplementation, it's protein, multivitamin if you want to, mm-hmm. maybe a green supplement. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really sure. stray too much outside okay. of that. We so both love probiotics. Yeah, we love we, our yeah, probiotic. Yeah, probiotic. seed probiotic. I literally just took a probiotic before I came here, actually. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we love our probiotics. I did. Sure. I love, have you had the Good Belly juice? Oh yeah, those are yummy! Yes, like oh the my god, one. blueberry shots—they're yes, so good. They actually shots. make them in cartons too. There's a mango flavor Ooh, I did that's not like know that. so delicious. Um, I don't actually take probiotics like regularly, sure. um, but I—this is like a weird story. But in December, I got super sick, and so I took like a shit ton of Mucinex mm-hmm. and Ooh. pretty much destroyed like, my gut, gut microbiome. <laughs> I have O-M-G. been there with mucinex. Yes. Yep. Okay, so destroyed my, my guts and broke out in hives. Like, what? had histamine reactions oh for gosh. four days because I didn't... Your body couldn't fight yeah, anything his, off. Yeah, because histamine yeah. comes from your gut. Um, and, I, you know, I'm like, this is my Google research. This isn't, like, from a doctor, but... Um, you yeah, are your so own best like, doctor. So. I tried. <laughs> so yeah, You're so fine. I like took it. a bunch of... I You're took okay. probiotics for a while and then obviously like I literally went to, to the urgent care. It was like help so you know they put me on prednisone or whatever and I just like I didn't even think about it Mm -hmm. literally in the name it's called antibiotics you should probably take a probiotic with With it it. right so same shit today I I took a probiotic because I I took um I don't know if it was mucinex whatever Chaz bought I'm like congested right now because of course I'm sick like four days before an event that I need to do of course you gotta be healthy for yeah exactly um, so yeah, I totally took a probiotic before I came here, but I'm like, hey, maybe I should take these more often. Honestly, it's the best it, thing. They're the yeah. best. There's like, there's, there's these ones called like seed probiotics. Our boss here like put us onto them. Nice. They're awesome. like the best things ever. It's like, like a probiotic, but the, like, it's two capsules. The smaller capsule is the probiotic, but the larger capsule that the smaller one's in is the prebiotic. Oh, so yes. So that dissolves first and like preps your body yes. for the probiotic. They're That's awesome. Good. They highly recommend. Really they're well. called seed. You know, and stuff like that, I'm like, it's not going to hurt anything, mm-hmm. right? 
right? Like, mm-hmm. I think there's good. there's a huge movement right now, like, especially that I've seen on social media where everyone's, like, a fucking gut health expert. We're, like, <laughs> so true. We're, like, in reality, like, our gut microbiome has not been studied enough to, like, really have a good idea of, like, right. what's healthy, what's not, like, what's beneficial, what's not. But I think it goes back to the multivitamin thing where it's, like, it's not going to hurt. Like, mm-hmm. true. It, it will help if it needs to help, mm-hmm. but it's not going to hurt anything, right? So, like, if that's your thing, take it. Absolutely. You know? Do you look at, so when you are tracking your client's macros, mm-hmm. or do you also look at, like, their phytonutrients and, like, micros oh, and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. Awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, so it doesn't show up. I have a special software that my clients submit everything through, which is really nice. It keeps everything very streamlined. Uh, and their um, micronut- micronutrients don't show up on there. Okay. Um, but... I do have them um, let me know about things like sodium intake, sugar intake. We focus primarily on like sodium, sugar, and um, fiber. Okay. Um, fiber is really the big one. Huge. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And making sure that they're getting enough fiber. Um, I mean, I will ask my clients about their bowel movements. I don't freaking care. Like yeah. it's part yeah. of their nutrition. Yeah. Um, and so things like that, we can, you know, monitor their fiber intake. And then sometimes if it's the opposite, if they're like, you know, bowels are not moving. It's like you might be eating too much fiber. You know, right. there is too, there is such thing as too much. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I definitely pay attention to that. Um, you know, now that you think, now that you say that, I'm like, I feel like I'm going to put another question in there in their check-ins for their micronutrients, yeah. so I can just like see it better. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I I definitely preach a lot of that, especially being vegan myself. Like, I get really geeked out because some people are not like some people don't track their vegetables just because like they're. They're not yeah. super calorie dense. Sure. They're not super macro dense, whatever. Um, I like to track them because I like to look at my micronutrients down at the bottom. I love like, that. My fitness You're like, wow, look at See, a lot of vitamin like, A today. Look vitamin A I got. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that. I do That's encourage funny. them to track that kind of stuff, awesome. too. Absolutely. And then, so you said it's all through their software, but for someone at home who aren't clients of yours, mm-hmm. what is a good place to start tracking their mm-hmm. macros? as far as knowing what their macros should be and then how they should start tracking. Yeah, absolutely. So there's plenty of free calculators out there. And like I said earlier, like your first set of macros are going to be an estimate, Mm -hmm. period, end of sentence. Like it might not be perfect the first time, especially if you're trying to do it yourself. Um, Whereas like me as a coach, like I can take into account like dieting history and your training and stuff like that a little bit more intuitively. Um, But if you're starting it on your own, um, tdeecalculator.net is probably the best one that I found that's free that you can throw your numbers into and it'll spit out numbers for you. Um, And again, completely an estimate. You know, there's so much information out there. Um, You know, things like, um, you know, if you wanted to like do it yourself and find like an ebook or something like Lori Christie King on Instagram has an awesome fat loss ebook. Um, Dr. Lane Norton has an amazing fat loss diet ebook. They're like 50 bucks. You know what I mean? Like you can start there. Um, Especially if you're not in a place that you can afford like personal coaching. Um, And then literally just start tracking stuff. Like get curious. Like start looking up the foods that you eat. Either on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can Google it. How much calories are in things. Obviously looking at packaging. Throwing it in MyFitnessPal or Chronometer or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, tracking app you like to use. Um and just becoming aware and then the next step is trying to like eat the same amounts every day um next step from there would be like okay making sure your protein's high enough like the only thing that I wouldn't recommend is like don't listen to if you're using my fitness pal do not listen to their cutting numbers because Mm -hmm. they're like oh my gosh they're like 1200 calories so low (laughs) yeah so they're horribly low um 
Yeah, they're like children's macros. It's horrible. Um, so yeah, don't listen to my fitness pals cutting macros. They have they are so helpful for so many things. And the other thing that I would recommend not doing also in regards to my fitness pal is don't track your exercise okay. because it's going to give you like make them all it's going to give you calories stuff, back right? basically um and not account for the fact that like I don't know it just doesn't track exercise right. very well so right. I just tell people not to bother um especially because everybody has those step trackers and stuff now too yeah. and the step trackers and will automatically connect to my fitness pal okay um and that'll screw up your numbers oh, too no. so, <laughs> so then it gets all confused yeah, don't, connect, sure. watch watch don't connect any of that stuff like use my fitness pal strictly as a tool it is sure. not god <laughs> like, yeah you it gives you crazy numbers sometimes absolutely um but yeah you can absolutely start there i've had i mean i've been really lucky that like I've been able to help people who are not my clients will just reach out and be like, hey, where do I start? It's like, Mm -hmm. you just got to start, you know, and, you know, giving them, you know, the outlet, like the TDE calculator and things like that. Like, I'm always going to answer questions because if you if you're coming to me and you're like, okay, I can't really afford coaching like somebody else can. So I'm not going to give you like I'm not going to like pretend I know the secrets of the world. Like you can look up all of this information on the Internet. So Mm -hmm. like. I think it would just behoove me more to give you the answers because then if you ever do want coaching in the future, like you're going to ask me first sure. because I answered your questions, Absolutely. you know, but like when people are like secretive with shit on the internet, it's like it's the internet. You can literally find you any literally find answer you want. Answer anywhere. <laughs> yep, I can't easy. hide that from you. I might as well just give you the answer. Exactly. I don't care. So how can someone find you if they're in the local area, if they want to be coached by you? Yeah. And- all of your social media absolutely so I do um I do both uh in person and remote coaching okay um like I said I have a special software that all of my clients use so online is completely accessible um but you can uh my personal Instagram is at Caitlin Barf (laughs) (laughs) um spelled like my name um but my last name is not Barf thank goodness um (laughs) it's actually a running joke that like when I was little people used to make fun of my last name and call me Caitlin Barf gosh so I just embraced it and made it my Instagram handle and then one of my mentors was actually like maybe you should like change your Instagram handle to like your real name and I tried yeah and my name's taken so I'm like well Caitlin Barf lives on we actually know a Caitlin Barf yeah we know a Caitlin Barf we know a Caitlin Barf (laughs) yeah literally I saw the name when Keila was I was like I know Caitlin Barf like like, she's in Australia I was like are you sure she's gonna be on tomorrow yeah (laughs) so I yeah so at Caitlin Barf um my business um Instagram is at macros underscore Metcons. Um, I coach at CrossFit PHX as well. I coach classes there. So if you ever want to come say hi in person, we do a week for free no matter what. Awesome. Um, And actually, if you're a local client, I can actually do your measurements there as well. So if you ever want to do baseline measurements or something like that, um, I can do those for you. And it's nice to be able to do that for people who are local. Awesome. And then just some last notes. What is a little bit of advice you'd have for someone who's starting their fitness journey? Oh, someone who's starting their fitness journey. Keep going. Like, don't stop. You know, consistency is everything. And I know that that is such an overused phrase. But Mm -hmm. something that I tell my clients all the time um, is people always want, like, fitness motivation, right? Mm -hmm. Like, motivation isn't real. Like, motivation is a construct, right? Like, progress doesn't happen when you're motivated. It happens when you're not motivated and you do the work anyway. Like, that's what I tell my clients all the time. So do the work. Don't worry about motivation, like train hard, you know, eat right, 
become aware of what you're eating and you're going to have everything that you want. I love it. Yeah. Stand behind all of it. Yeah. Right. You probably do. Thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. We just gave so much great information. Yeah. I hope. lucky to have had you here. Yeah. Thank you. I I get nervous doing these things and I I always like feel like I'm rambling and stuff. (laughs) No, not at all. You gave all the good good. info. So thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thank you. You guys can catch us next time on Shake Well, Don't Settle. Woo. Hi everyone, thank you for listening today. We just wanted to take a second and thank all of you for taking the time to listen to our podcast and support us as we grow. If you love this podcast, it would help us out a lot if you could tell a friend or leave a review in the section below. We really appreciate all of your support and value your feedback so much. So don't forget to subscribe, share, and spread all the love.